In this bulletin, early voting starts today for the Indigenous Voice to Parliament. Turkish warplanes carry out airstrikes on suspected Kurdish militant targets. And in sport, Brisbane coach Kevin Walters says he's in shock after his team's loss in the NRL Grand Final. Labour Senator Malandiri McCarthy says she remains confident Australians will vote yes in the upcoming Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. It comes as early voting opens today with the referendum about two weeks away. Early voting centres are opening in Victoria, Western Australia, Tasmania and the Northern Territory. For the remaining states which have a public holiday today, early voting opens tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 3rd. That means people in New South Wales, Queensland, South Australia and the ACT will be able to cast an early vote from tomorrow. Ms McCarthy says she's seeing substantial support for an Indigenous voice to Parliament. I still remain quietly confident, Sarah. We've been travelling across the Northern Territory. Uh, Voting began for us last week and across uh, remote and regional Australia last week. And everywhere I went in northeast Arnhem Land, uh, we saw on the Tiwi Islands there is incredible support for the voice. In the meantime, National Senator Bridget McKenzie says it will be unprecedented if the Indigenous Voice referendum was successful with a lack of bipartisanship on the issue. Opinion polls show voters are set to reject the Indigenous Voice to Parliament on October 14. Senator McKenzie says the opposition is not responsible for the lack of bipartisanship despite the Liberal and National parties supporting the No campaign. She told Sky News despite the division, there is widespread support for constitutional recognition. If this was a referendum about recognising First Australians in the Constitution, A, it would have bipartisan support, and B, I think in excess of 95% of Australians would be voting yes. Australian home prices have continued to increase for the eighth consecutive month and are set to reach a new record high. The latest CoreLogic property data records a 0.08% rise in value in September, adding about $38,000 to the average dwelling since January. Last month's increase followed a 0.7% increase in August, a revised down from 0.8%, taking the pace of quarterly growth to 2.2%. This was down from the June quarter's 3.0% growth as a rise in housing advertisements amid high interest rates and cost of living pressures helped take some heat out of the market. Melbourne Lord Mayor Sally Karp says it's important to recognise that rising values are fuelled by a shortage in housing and the focus should be on increasing supply. We're really seeing so much of focus on the uh, rising value of property and yet we know what's really fuelling that is a shortage of housing. And so maintaining a focus on housing supply uh, has to be really three levels of government involved there. We know from talking to our small business owners, many are still struggling. uh, And so the uncertainty that comes from increasing rate rises, even the threat of increasing rate rises, is really felt on the streets here in Melbourne. 
Tasmanian Premier Jeremy Rockliffe has ruled out an early election following the departure of Attorney General Elise Archer. Ms. Archer resigned from the Liberal Party last week over allegations she bullied a former staff member and damaged and damaging leaked private messages. Ms. Archer is yet to resign from Parliament, but if she stays, as she has suggested, she might. She'll sit as an independent, which may force the Premier to call an early election. Mr. Rockcliffe says his priority is not on an early election, but on implementing the recommendation, recommendations of Tasmania's major inquiry into child sexual abuse handed down last week. The Labour government supports the ACCC's recommendation that childcare providers should be named and shamed for charging exorbitant fees. The Australian Competition and Consumer Commission released its latest childcare report on Sunday, finding fees in Australia are some of the highest in the world. The report calls for more information to be shared publicly with parents, focusing on which childcare providers were posting larger profit margins at the expense of parents and childcare staff. Minister for the Environment Tanya Plibersek says increasing transparency around which centres are charging over-the-top fees is a good idea. One of the suggestions in this report, as you say, is naming and shaming. If childcare operators are, um, you know, ripping parents off, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, fair. Um, to make that clear, there are obviously lots of centres doing the right thing uh, and parents, you know, for the most part really love their childcare centres, particularly the people who are working in those centres. They love those people who look after their kids. But if there are some people doing the wrong thing and ripping off parents, then we've got to get to the bottom of that. Victoria's new cabinet has been named with changes to the transport, education, housing, children and jobs portfolios. Premier Jacinta Allen announced the new ministry ahead of Parliament returning tomorrow, Tuesday, October the 3rd. Ms Allen's deputy, Ben Carroll, will become Minister for Education and Medical Research. Tim Pallas, who vied for the deputy premier role, will stay on as treasurer. His assistant treasurer, Danny Pearson, will now also take on Ms. Allen's old portfolios of transport infrastructure and suburban rail loop. Mr. Carroll's replacement as public transport minister will be Gabrielle Williams, while Natalie Hutchins is swapping education for jobs and industry, women and returns to the treaty and fast people's portfolio. Housing Minister Colin Brooks has been appointed Minister for Development Victoria, Precincts and Creative Industries. Overseas Turkish warplanes have carried out airstrikes on suspected Kurdish militant targets in northern Iraq. The strikes took place hours after a suicide attack on a government building in the Turkish capital. Turkish Interior Ministry says 20 targets of the Kurdistan Workers' Party were destroyed in the area operation and a large number of PKK operatives were killed. Earlier on Sunday, a suicide bomber detonated an explosive device near the Ministry of Interior Affairs and a second assailant was killed in a shootout with police. The Kurdistan Workers' Party have claimed responsibility for the suicide bombing according to local media. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan says the attack threatened peace and security in Turkey. As a result of the timely intervention of our security forces this morning, the action in which two murderers were neutralized is the last stand of terrorism. 
the scoundrels who targeted the peace and security of the citizens could not achieve their goals. They will never reach it. The Victorian Country Fire Authority says dangerous fire conditions will ease today after a challenging weekend for Victorian firefighters. It comes as firefighters continue firefighters continue to battle three major blazes in the Gippsland region of Vic- region in Victoria's east. The CFA has declared a total fire ban for the Mali area in the state's northwest. An out-of-control fire was burning north of Mafra on Sunday with people in Briagolong, Kuladen, Munalpa, Stockdale and Sarans told to evacuate. A fire at Logsport was also under a watch and act alert as it burnt out of control. Chief Officer of the CFA Jason Heffernan told the ABC conditions are expected to worsen again tomorrow. Today, however, we will see milder conditions. Whilst there will be uh, some breezes and in some instance some sea breezes, the temperatures are by and far a lot more reduced, which will allow firefighters uh, to get the upper hand in containing some of these fires. Uh, But it will be a very short-lived reprieve. Tomorrow uh, we are expecting a return to hot uh, fire conditions in East Gippsland ahead of what we expect to be a very significant rainfall event on Tuesday evening into Wednesday. And in sport, Brisbane Broncos coach Kevin Walters says he's in shock after his team's loss to the Penrith Panthers in the NRL Grand Final. The Panthers beat the Broncos 26-24 with the Panthers number 7 Nathan Cleary delivering a dazzling solo display to wrap up the game. Mr Walters says it's a huge disappointment for his team and he's still processing where they went wrong. It's just hard to get your head around what actually happened. So. Anyway, yeah, it's very disappointing. I feel for all the all the players in there that, that gave so much, but just uh, wasn't enough in the end. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy, 31, Perth, showers and windy, 18 degrees, Adelaide, mostly sunny, 31, Melbourne, sunny, 28, Hobart, also sunny, 22, Albury-Wodonga, partly cloudy, 27, Canberra, similar conditions, 28, Wollongong, partly cloudy, 22, Sydney, sunny, 24, Newcastle, much the same, 27, Brisbane, mostly sunny, 28, Townsville, mostly cloudy, 27, Cairns, partly cloudy 29, Alice Springs sunny 37, Darwin sunny 34 and the Torres Strait Islands sunny day ahead and the top of 30 degrees and that is NITV Radio News. 